Is juice box the UK word? I, I think, uh, I carton, think. we say. Carton? Juice yeah. Carton a drink. Yeah. Okay, so juice box is more American. Yeah. Because popper is we got, Australian. We call it popper, yeah. Popper. Popper. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a popper. That's something very different in the UK. Yeah, so I've, I've gathered that. <laughs> <laughs> How does that... <laughs> What's popper in the UK? It's um, like a pinger, right? It's a drug. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, cool. Uh, pinger. Yeah, like a pinger. A pinger. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> oh, you want any pingers? Yeah, let's do some pingers. Sessionable. Welcome to Sessionable, everybody. Yeah. Today it's me, Tom, and special guest Brad. Yeah. Off the bench after just twelve yeah. months. <laughs> yeah, Brad. Has, it's not Brad's first appearance on the. It's actually your third appearance on the podcast, right? Yeah, I guess you, you, were, you were. Technically, on, you were on the last, I suppose the last yeah. podcast, the live one, quite a few times. Oh, that's asking true. Quite yeah, a few questions. That's true. I think this is going to be a bit of a, one of those episodes where we just talk about a lot of kind of just, different just stuff. Talk bullshit. Just, yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah. that's like all Half of them, an really. hour to an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. guess we should start with some... Well, I think first, should we say with what we're drinking? Like, we should. Yeah. yeah. So we're drinking something that doesn't look like beer, doesn't taste like beer. It is... Well, is it beer? I mean, it is, there's beer in it, I'm pretty sure, is it right? Box fizz? It looks like grapefruit juice. That was a and reference t- that, that, that I did not get. Yeah, um, our, our producer found it very funny. Bucks Fizz is a drink that's traditionally drunk at weddings, maybe, as the in the champagne reception for those who don't want a full glass of oh, champagne. Yeah. It's mixed Actually, with OJ. Oh, that's a mimosa, isn't it? I, well, a similar. Mimosa. Yeah, similar. Yeah. Wow. M- mimosa is like a champagne and juice, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we recently had a, a function and they wanted... You know, for people who didn't want to drink straight champagne, just to mix it with some guava juice. Yeah, champagne and guava. Right. So and I, I, think... I thought a mimosa was something you have from an Indian takeaway in a triangle shape. <laughs> <laughs> See, already the cultural differences are coming to the fore. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, we're not drinking box fizz or mimosas. No, we're, we're drinking um, Six Point Rad, uh, which is ostensibly a, a Radler. Are we allowed to call it that? I'm not sure. I think... No. Um, I think Montes have yeah. have, have, no, a, so have a claim on that. It's, <laughs> it's just you know what the beer this beer is just rad. This That's what rad. it is. It's just rad. Um, it's, so it's a it's a it's a fruit juice beer blend. I'm fairly sure. Yeah, I think we were talking Ale about with fruit juice added. It we were talking about it off air just before we started recording uh, about how it's it tastes similar to the just juice orange poppers. Yeah, it's actually got. I find there is a bit of. Like grapefruit bitterness, yeah, yeah. and um, and it looks like grapefruit juice. Yeah, it does to me. Yeah. It's very orangey though, flavor wise. But it's got it does definitely have a hint of grapefruit. So it's more like a breakfast juice. Then. Yeah, it is, it is. Yeah, maybe a breakfast juice. And I may or may not have had this beer for breakfast <laughs> once with some gin added. That was a good breakfast. Ooh. I would say this is a, this is <laughs> wow. actually a a beer that is acceptable to have for breakfast. Yeah, I would yeah, say. yeah. Great breakfast beer. Yeah. It's in a can, which is really handy. Yeah, really handy. It's a big can, but it's only 3.2%. So it's a 500ml can, but 3.2%. So it kind okay. of balances that out. Yeah. It's um, kind of like when, you know, I think last week or two weeks ago when we went to Frankie's and they had watermelon warhead. And we were like, oh, it's only 3%. And we just got so smashed. Because that's all we drank. Because we just kept just, drinking just, it. But yeah, so many watermelon <laughs> warheads. It was so good, though. It was a good night. Um... Yeah, so, okay, beer news. What's been in the news lately? What's What's been happening? Um, you mentioned that uh, we've heard that Thoroughgoods is closing yeah, down. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. Like, that's very sad. That is sad. Um, I think 
fan favourite amongst many beer nerds. Yeah. For their really funky stuff. Always sad news to hear uh, when a brewery gives up. Yeah. Particularly if it's been after something of a struggle. Mm. Do we know if this is going to be one of those Phoenix from the Flames type affairs? I'm not sure uh, because when we did our Sire episode, Liam mentioned that they'd been trying to sell the business for a while. Yeah, I'm and fairly I guess sure like, they don't want to keep doing it. But. Yeah, I guess nobody bit, so they they just figured cut their losses and yeah. closed down, which is really sad. It is sad. In honesty, I've not come across much of their stuff. Mm. Um, I don't know whether it's because I haven't really been looking out for it, mm. and if I saw it, I wasn't really didn't really know what I was looking at. Yeah, uh, what's their history? Do you know much about them? How long have they been going? I don't know how long they've been going. Liam's the expert on this, yeah. uh, which is so maybe. I think we had a one of theirs on our first ever episode. Yeah, quite possibly. I think yeah. we had the. Was it a Billy V's or was it a cider? I think it might have been cider. I think it might have been the medium dry scrumpy or something. Um, yeah, their their website looks like it's from. You know the early two thousands, so okay, yeah. I think they're, I think they're pretty old. <laughs> so that's an indication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a timestamp. Yeah. Okay. Um, a few other things that have been happening, kind of over the last, you know, I mean, we haven't really done a podcast for quite a while, so you know, we can talk about whatever we want to, really. Um, a couple of things. There was the the two big closures or announced closures of the, um, the kind of the craft breweries owned by the big guys. So White Rabbit uh, and Matilda Bay both being relocated mm. uh, and those facilities closing down. Um, so, I don't know. Is there any, much to say about that? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of... There's two ways to think about it. It's like, you know, it, it, it's... One way is, is sad that that's going to happen. The other way is that they're probably going to keep brewing the same beers anyway. So, that, that yeah. was probably bleeding them money. And... I think in the, the case of White Rabbit, I think... and. I could be getting this wrong, but I think in the case of White Rabbit, no jobs are being lost. Yeah, I think that's they're good. Basically, that's good. They're setting up a facility inside the you know the new Geelong yep. Little Creatures plant, um, which is going to do all the White Rabbit stuff, yeah. uh, and so everything's just going to move to there. That's good to hear. I think the, that it's that's not the case with Matilda Bay though. Okay, um, which is moving to Cascade and Tasmania. Yeah, so that's, mm, a, that's a bit interesting. Of a bigger, bigger move. So Matilda Bay originally WA. Then to mm. Victoria and yep. now to Tasmania. So, so it's like the complete opposite mm. side of the country. Yeah. Almost. Um, which is a decent segue to something else to talk about. The whole Young Henry's opening up in Western in Australia. WA, yeah. yeah. So this is now definitely happening. It's a confirmed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's happening. I think it was, it's been confirmed for a while. I think it's been confirmed for a while. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think, is it, is, it, um, is it Chloe that's... I think so. Yeah. Uh, running the brewing operations there. Uh, as far as I'm aware, yeah. that is the from, case. Um, Matil- is it? She, she was she from Matilda Bay. Former Matilda Bay, yeah. right? Yeah. So good on good on young Henry's for that. Um, mm. It should be interesting to see what happens there. What are they going to do the same beers over there? Yeah, that's what is I was it? wondering. What the dynamic would be? Whether they is it like two I mean, birds? That, doing... That's what my guess would be. Is that they'd be brewing the same beers, or at least the same core range beers? Maybe they do like different. Seasonals or whatever. You'd have thought if they were going to differ, sense. then there, there wouldn't be much sense in keeping the same name going. I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if it was yeah. going to be a different entity entirely. I mean, it's re- it's interesting because Young Henry's has always, for me at least, it's been all about the local, all about being like a big part of you know that new town, community yeah. in Newtown and yep. being Newtown's brewery. Sure. Yep. So I just find it interesting that yeah they're opening up on the other side of Australia. Yeah. Uh, 
And if they can keep that hyper-local kind of feeling in two places, if they can, good on them. I think they should. I think I can do it. I think if anyone can do it, they can do it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it pans out. But yeah, yeah. it's good. Um, good to see. Uh, Doc finally got some beer into bottles. Yeah. Is it, is it out in, in the shops now? Or? Uh, it's not out in shops. Ugh. Been, it's uh, it won't brewed. be long though. So yeah. I mean, I, th- I thought it was like late December or something. I think coming. it'll. I think it'll be, you know, maybe a week after this podcast goes out. Sweet. Good news for the rest of Australia in particular that Doc's got his stuff to bottle. Yeah. Oh yeah, fantastic. Um, I, I, I've been telling him since he announced it that oh, Zephyr in bottles is just oh, amazing man. for summer. Oh, that's yeah. Good news for me and my friends too. I'm planning on taking a trip back to. London over the uh, holiday period, and uh, you can bring some back. I will be yeah. smuggling a couple of bottles back. So fantastic! Uh, so that that may even be its first, yeah, UK. European outing or yeah. UK outing. Yeah, so. because I'm I'm gonna I might try and take some uh, to Germany next year, yeah. uh, because in in the town where I'll be living in Germany, uh, the, the the main brewery in that town is called Spital, and it's the oldest brewery in the world that is owned by and attached to a hospital. <laughs> so I thought doctor's orders would be fairly appropriate. Very apt. Um, Very apt. See, see what they, what the brewers think about that. Wait, are you leaving, Tom? Have we oh. have we announced this? Ah, <laughs> oh, maybe. Are, are you are know. you letting the cat out of the bag early? Yeah, so. <laughs> um, I am leaving, and um, I think we've we've sourced a replacement, haven't we? I, I think Brad might be <laughs> at least a semi permanent. Yeah, uh, replacement. I think you, you've probably got the job, Brad. Let's see how the rest of this episode yeah. goes. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is this is Brad's audition. Live so, audition. Yeah. We'll put so, it. We'll put a poll up on had, the he's, Facebook. He's, to he's see had three what auditions already, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Sad news, Tom. Uh, uh, for be, us, obviously, back. not I'll for you. But yeah. yeah. Um, no, I'm sure you'll uh, develop your palate nicely over there. Get get into those subtle German beers. Yeah, get into those pilsners, man. Pilsners and pilsners. Yeah. All day long, Bill and Vices as well. Man. I think of the... I'm not living near Berlin though. Yeah, you can you can get them. You can get you yeah. can get them. Yeah, okay. Ghosts and Berlin oh, Vices. Think of the wardrobe you'll come back with as well. All that leather. You can you, <laughs> you, you can ride your bike over to Belgium. No, and... my my wardrobe's already full of leather. <laughs> of course, yeah. We're letting that one out as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, do we have uh, much else in the way of um, kind of beer current affairs? Oh, here we go. Lee's got a list. Oh, Foster's has been reduced uh, from 4.9 to 4.0% ABV. Uh, Brad, as an Englishman, what do you feel about that? Um, <laughs> well, being the other, <laughs> the pod's Foster's expert, yeah, um, it's actually been considerably weaker than that in the UK for quite some time. Okay. I was going to um, say, Foster's has you guys alcohol are, you, guys are just, uh, you guys are just catching up. <laughs> Did you see, uh, there was quite a while ago, the Foster's... I can't, I can't remember what it was called, but it was it was like a Foster's Rattler or a Foster's um, uh, with citrus or something. Kenny sent me a photo of it. And I was like, "Oh, can you bring me back some?" And he didn't. <laughs> oh damn <laughs> him! Yeah, that yeah I'm sure you were gutted. <laughs> I was so upset. I can guarantee you, every student has made a cocktail faced with Foster's at some point. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, we know what that tastes like. Mm. I'm sure you can get some over there when you do like a trip to England. Mm. You want me to bring so. you guys some back? No. Some, some genuine English Fosters? No. <laughs> genuine English Fosters. It's English for beer, right? Is that, yeah. Uh, yeah, something like that, yeah. I think, you, I, I think I'd prefer you bring, like, some kernel back or something. Something good. I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. What else, what else is there in the, in the news? Um, 
Did we, we, we didn't talk about Vaucluse better last time. Did we? <laughs> we didn't. No, we no, haven't. That we was haven't that was a while. That, that was yeah. Yeah, that was after. Yeah, because we so. we recorded a while ago last time. Yeah, yeah. So this, I mean, everyone's probably heard about this, laughed about it, bit sick of people telling them, "Oh, did you hear VB won this award?" And then sick of telling people, "No, the Batuta Advocate's actually a satirical, you know, uh, site, I guess, source." Mm. It's like yeah. the onion. It's like the onion. I got a laugh out of it anyway. Oh, it's funny. It was funny. I got a good laugh out. I yeah. thought it was very, it was very well, well done. Very well done. But like, if only for it the... was just weird that so many people felt for it. Yeah. yeah. And thought it was a real article. And like, well, there was actually know. um on uh, a few weeks after that on Media Watch, uh, uh, there was they had a go at the I think it was the Daily Telegraph, like or maybe just news.com.au, who fell for a Batuta advocate thing and posted it as news on there site and yeah. didn't like didn't actually look to see whether yeah. it was legitimate yeah, or not check their sources yeah it's easily done if you want to believe it though i suppose mm. uh going on a tangent did you see that um that bit from the feed with Leland Chin oh, the, the, doing the, the, broadcast. Uh, the Battle Royale yeah, with, great. <laughs> with all the other new broadcasters she's the, like Anchorman yeah the broadcaster <laughs> she's not the broadcaster we need or i don't know what's the batman quote <laughs> Uh, I had I got a good laugh out of that. Apparently, it's been like a ongoing, like series of skits with Lee Lin Jin. Is there? Yeah, <laughs> about like how he, she just wants to kill everyone <laughs> throughout the whole season, and that was the season finale. Oh, was it? Of yeah, the feed. That, yeah. Was, that was pretty great. Um, yeah, because there was the, the, that great bit where they're like all the newscasters are there, and they're like, "Oh, you forgot one, SBS two, and yeah, everyone's like, like, "Nobody cares about SBS two. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Have we have you recorded since um, Modus Operandi of no I was, awards yeah. coming out of their ass? Well, no, because we we last recorded Sydney Craft Beer Week, so there's a bunch yeah. of stuff that came out of that. So yeah. I'm not sure if we've even mentioned Modus in in our podcast at all. Um, we might have. I don't know. If we haven't, yeah. we will now. We already have, I guess. Uh, Modus, a fantastic new brewery. Um, up in Motorvale, and they won during Sydney Craft Beer Week. The um, the, the awards that Vaucluse Bitter purportedly won actually all went to um, Modus Operandi. Uh, yeah, well, it, they, the festival itself wasn't real that they no, talked about but, in that but article. The, but the awards that they were yeah. kind of based, based off. Yeah. Yeah, so I think uh, Modus Operandi won both Champions Small Australian Brewery and uh, Best Craft Beer uh, for mm. their. Uh, for their former tenant, Red yeah, IPA. Their former tenant's really which good. Which is, which is, yeah, yeah. It is and, and the Zoo Feed is really good as well, yeah. which is their flagship IPA. So is the Pepper in the Rye, which is their um, Rye Saison, which I love. Yep. Uh, they did a takeover during Sydney Craft Beer Week at Royal Albert. They did. And I was there. Was it during or before? I can't remember. No, it was after. Oh, it was the week after. It was the week after Sydney Craft Beer Anyway. They did this um, Lark Barrel Aged Porter. Or the Lark Knight. Yeah, the yeah. Lark Knight. That it was called this. What was that? Regular Silent Night. The Silent Night, and they did the Lark Knight, which was the Lark Barrel Aged version of that. And it was just spectacular. Mm. Serious rapid rise to acclaim for them, though. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's yeah. great to see. And well, they they won the awards uh, months after opening. Like I think yeah. it was like two or three months yeah. after opening their doors. Incredible, which is just, really. Yeah. Yeah, and really, really great. Good that NSW is on the Represent. On the top. I still top. haven't. I still haven't been to the brewery. Oh, either of you been? Yeah, I've, no, I've not been. Okay, I thought. Yeah. yeah, no, I've been. Who did? 
um, I went with yeah with our producer Lee and a few other uh, beer nerds. We went to Nomad and then on to yeah. Um, Modus, uh, I mean, which is a great day trip if you if you if you're free on a you know I think Sunday is a good day to do it. Yeah, you know? it's definitely on the list of things. To yeah, do. get the bus up to Nomad, have a few beers there, and then just keep going up on the bus to Motorvale, and you're there. Because there were quite a few events on over Sydney Craft Beer Week as well. Mm. Nomad in particular, wasn't there? Yeah, I think like from all reports that I've I've heard is that the place is just really cool and really cool. It's, serving yeah. really good food, and the people are awesome. And yep. And they do uh, their, their their cannibal machine, um, which instead of filling up growlers, they have yeah their, their cannibal machine, which is uh, this old school um, canning machine. Which you fill up the cans like you would fill up a growler. You mm. put it on the you put it on the machine, and it just like seals it. Yeah, it just yeah. like starts spinning, and it just goes. I believe they call it just, crowlers. Uh, I think, but yeah, that's not. They don't call it uh, crowlers. Motor stop around. I call them cannibals. I thought it was I th- cannibal. I th- I, th- I thought the machine was a cannibal machine, and then the the growlers were crowlers. I, I, they don't want to call them growlers okay. from memory. You know, Fair enough. That's, that's um, it, it is a bit confusing. That's uh, is it uh, Oscar Blues? Is that maybe? Who's the yeah. thing that is? Yeah, it's the it's the brewer from Oscar Blues. It is. It? Yeah. yeah, and I think we're gonna have a a beer from them in a second, aren't we? A collaboration yeah. beer. Yeah. Is it? Oh, okay. All right, sweet. No, not not yet, but oh, like okay, later no, no, in the episode. No, no, no. Well. I'm not segueing to the next beer. Yeah. Can you? Um, I, I I haven't even poured this next beer yet. So oh, can you introduce? So slow. All right. So we've got the uh, another great, you know, uh, fairly recent uh, New South Wales brewery batch. I think yeah. it's the first batch beer we've had on the podcast. I th- no? I believe so. Yeah, I think it is. Um, which is the reason I picked it up. Uh, this is their summer farmhouse ale. This beer's been doing the rounds across. Sydney, over the last few weeks, I've seen it in quite a few venues on tap. Um, pretty much like having it on tap when you get some of the stuff from uh, from Batch, because, mm. you know, they just fill up the bottles there and then in the brewery, and you can take them away, and regular rounds to the local bottlers as well. Yeah. You can you always can be sure you're, you're having a fresh Batch. Um, yeah, they're, they're pretty good for that. Um, I actually, I went to the brewery for the first time recently, so I hadn't been before. I only got there, I think, last weekend or the weekend before. For the first time ever, which is um, a really, really cool place. It was that stupidly hot day. Yeah, though. it gets so hot in there. <laughs> but as like well. this was that, you know, th- you remember that weekend? Which yeah, was the it was heat like 30 degrees. degrees. Yeah, that was yeah. the day I went to Batch. And yeah. it was just, that was the worst decision. But they had, out the front, for food, they had, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was a, a little food stand doing Reuben sandwiches. Nice. Perfect. So that was, you know, that was pretty good. And I think they're like a couple of doors down from like either a brothel or a adult bookstore. So that's, that's I think what, um, that's Nomad's the adult bookstore. Win. Yeah, Batch is the Batch is the brothel. Nomad is the adult bookstore. As in, they're next to those things. <laughs> uh, just, <laughs> um. uh. I, I I found that funny when I first went to Nomad because I'd been to Batch before, and I was like, "This is very it's similar, similar. <laughs> in a very odd way." So, what do we think? If the, I mean, Adrian, I'm still Adrian's still slow. I'm still in the water. Okay, so our, our, uh, just a just a real time follow up correction from before. Apparently, it is a cannibal. I think cannibal is a better name. Cannibal, but cannibal, yeah, cannibal makes more sense. Yeah, I mean, name wise, pun wise. And that's a draw in itself, right? To be able to go to a brewery and see a canning machine in action. Yeah. Is a, a drawer in and itself. It's, they actually they brought it down to the Royal Albert for the tap takeover. Oh, really? Okay. So we got I got to play with it, and it was uh, that's cool. It was it was it was good fun. Royal Albert's getting their own, right? Yeah, Royal Albert is. Uh, so that's some beer news as well. Um, so ah, Royal Albert news. has one coming. So 
I think the idea is basically the, you know, that bit in the line when the keg runs out, between when the keg runs out and, you know, that bit we're going to put in cans. So um, there'll be cans of pretty much everything going. What will Lee drink now, though? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like there'll be, because I think, you know, I think there there are rumours of cans of, you know, some beers like that may begin with a C and end with a lout. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, being put into cans at some point, for, you know, just 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 one-off cans. Um, so that's it's pretty exciting. It's a good good way to do it, I think. And yeah. they're, they're so much fun to use as well. Just goes whoa, and then I'm doing bits with my hands that the listeners can't see, but the little things coming on the side and just seal it. It's it's, it's a lot of fun. That's exciting news. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's interesting to know what the brewers would actually think of that, though. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, so the, yeah, tasting really good. Um, really nice kind of, you know, light kind of farmhouse funk, you know, going on. There's a bit of that kind of dry Brett thing going on in there. Also quite fruity. Like, yeah, but yeah. It, it has that kind of, you know, light mango yeah. flavor to it. I'm not sure if that's the hops or whatever, but, but it's, or it, or it might be like a residual flavor from the rad. I don't know. <laughs> But it's it's tasting quite refreshing. But yeah, it's it's really refreshing, and it just um, it's it's just light, and you know, there's there's stuff going on there, but it's not too over the top. Just nice, light, easy to drink. It's a really good Aussie interpretation of a saison, yeah, and you know, and I and I think you know Australia does it really well, um, and this one in particular, like you say, ticks all the boxes, yeah. like light and fruity, but as you say, it's got a bit of that Brett in there as well that that makes it stand out. Um, I really like it. I could not back a decent quantity of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, easily. All right. Well, uh, let's take a break, and then we'll be back um, in a sec. Session ball. Uh, So, I guess our actual first topic, apart from news, is very related. Um, It's about beer in the media. Pretty much, um, it's it's been there's been quite a lot of chatter about this recently. You know, some good articles, uh, some not so good articles, some I wouldn't even call them articles. Uh, but um, yeah, so I think we've got um, Brad. You brought uh, probably I think the best article on the on the the topic that's uh, been re- at least recently. Um, yeah. So this was uh, from an occasional series on the Crafty Pint. Um, called Pondering Pint, the Pondering Pint, um, and this one was titled "Beer in the Media." Um, yeah, so this was a a piece by uh, Crafty Pint's find, founder, um, just really taking to task some of the articles that had been written in recent weeks. Yeah, um, and just really talking around the topic of why he feels it's not forgivable, really that. Craft beer is being misrepresented in the in the mainstream media. Mm. Yeah, I think. And, and, and like, can, can you talk us through like what ways? I haven't read the article. In what ways has it been seriously? Misrepresented? It was in the email. There was I, homework, Adrian. What did I, you do today? I barely read articles <laughs> these days. It's, Pretty um, sure I was derided. Too, too, for mu- too much podcasts. Yeah. Well, right? Too many podcasts to listen to. <laughs> um, I think basically the the gist of the article is that not too long ago, whenever there was a, a, you know a article an article yeah. in the news about beer everyone was like look beer's in the mainstream media this is fantastic now we're at a point where that happens a few times a week almost yeah 
Um, and but the quality of the writing has not gone up. So it's like people who aren't really qualified to write about Basically. it or haven't haven't done their research yeah. or whatever. Um, okay. And I think a friend of the show, Glenn Humphreys, also had a, a piece on his site. Uh, which was a bit more in defence of the um, of the journalist. He himself is a newspaper journalist, uh, and the reality of the profession is you you basically have to become an expert on something you yeah. know in in an hour. Uh, so yeah, you you write what you're told yeah. to write about. Um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but I think then that the other kind of uh, bit of, of of Crafty's article was that a lot of these articles have like a kind of a view that craft beer is a snobbish thing. Yeah. And, um, but I think that's not just in journalism. I think that's, that's a very general yeah. perception of yeah, craft beer. I, I have a lot of people that come in to the bar and say, Oh, I don't like that craft beer stuff. You know, I don't want that fancy beer, whatever. And yeah, it, it's, it's kind of like this barrier of, you know, it's, 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 it's fancy and they don't want fancy, but it's not fancy. It's no, just it's beer. It's, it's beer. Yeah, you know. It's just it's just not mass produced beer. I think we're probably guilty of like the snobbishness. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think I think a lot of people see craft beer as an attack on what they perceive as, you know, Australian culture, right? Just beer and that beer is VB or 4X or Tui's. Mm. And they see craft beer as as kind of saying, "No, that shit have this instead, yeah. which is, you know, a lot to do with that, with the way we and other craft beer fans um, and craft beer people kind of approach, you know, that mainstream um, market. Yeah. Um, but I also think it's it just it doesn't have to be a thing, right? No. It doesn't have to be a dichotomy. No. I think just as somebody who prefers more mainstream lagers and less challenging beers is entitled to their opinion, surely those who prefer the more challenging yeah. flavours and aromas around craft beer are entitled to theirs too. And I know it certainly was a, a reason for me for getting into beer in the first place was just because I never liked what was always readily available before that. And yeah. it wasn't until I found some of the weirder stuff or the less mainstream stuff in the UK that I actually could tolerate drinking beer at all. I mean, I'm very much the same. I really did not enjoy beer until I found beer that didn't taste like beer in yeah, inverted yeah. commas, you know. But I think it, it it has to be like a kind of a conscious effort on both sides to be okay with the other side. Yeah. Because, you know, I I've only recently just said, you know, whatever. You can you can drink Carlton Draft if you want. Yeah. I'm not gonna like it, but you know, it's not me. But yeah, but then I mean, then there is the inverse where people go, "Oh, just drink it." I was like, "I don't want to drink that." Like it's, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's like no. just like you don't want to drink a nine percent imperial IPA. Yeah. I don't want to drink four point zero percent Fosters. You know, I mean, I guess probably no one wants wants to drink Fosters. I only, I only drink four point four percent Fosters. You're doing it again. Tom. You're doing it again. <laughs> people do want to drink. Yeah, Fosters. I know. I know. Uh, um, <laughs> is uh, it, um, how how much of this is? I mean. A lot of people who are into their craft beer, and I know I do this, and I, I can't help myself, but you kind of act as a disciple for craft beer, right? You want people to understand and appreciate and, you know, be exposed to yep. the beer and yeah. the thing that you know and love, right? So you, you're always talking to other people. That's probably really annoying. 
I'm sure it is really <laughs> like, annoying, right? I'm sure I, it is. I think you've got to be like really kind of careful about that because it's, it's kind of like, you know, here's an analogue about preaching religion. Yeah. If people are really preaching about their religion, it just that's really annoying. Yeah. Even if you're of the, of the same religion, mm. it can be really annoying. You just kind of have to be like, you know, here's, here's a beer, try it if you don't like yeah. it, whatever. I think something that's really been bugging me lately is people going, oh, that beer's shit. And there are very few beers, I think, that are actually shit, right? Like, would you... I don't know. There's there's a lot of beers that I don't like, and I personally think are shit, but I, you but know, not, if, pe- if, if other people beers, like them, then that's but fine. But, like, you know, there are, they're still... Like, for the most part, they're still probably competent. And there, there are exceptions. Yeah. But, you know, I think a lot of ones that people say are shit beers... Uh, there was one... Someone told... Someone someone said that they had the... Um, I think it was the recent, the James Squires, is it the 2050 Rye IPA? Yeah. Um, I've seen it like, around. Oh, it's a yet. shit beer. And I'm like, you know what? I actually quite like that beer. That's a tasty beer. Yeah. I, I enjoy drinking it. And and even if you don't enjoy it, that's not a shit beer, right? It, it You might not like it, but that doesn't make it a well, shit beer. Yeah, it depends on what your definition of shit is, right? Yeah. But I, I don't know. People who don't like that... things call them shit, right? Yeah. If you didn't. You know, what did you think of that film? But, well, there was shit. I didn't like it. But, but I think that comes I, back to I, I that think snobbishness. Like, thing. I think like, what Tom's trying to get at, and I've seen it a lot, is that I've I've met people who have beer, and then if they don't, if you if you like a beer that they don't like, they go, I can't believe you like that. And I think that's just like you know, I think that's a very close minded. Like, I can't believe anyone would like a beer with you know Earl Grey tea in it. Yeah, well, like, well, you know, I, I got this a lot like when that. we had Watermelon Warhead on tap. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is one of my favorite beers. And everyone was like, I can't believe you like this beer. And I was like, whatever, man. It's like, it's, it's, it's my, really I good. I like this beer. It's yeah. tasty. Like, if you don't want yeah. it, I'll drink it all. We've got, um, I think we have, or we had uh, Temple Scarlet Sour on recently at the Albert. And that was the same reaction. Um, Loved it. Yeah, super Scarlet loved it. The Super Scarlet, Scarlet Super. Scarlet, Scarlet super. super. I always got the wrong way around. Scarlet, yeah. I was actually gonna. I was actually gonna mention that because I just came from yeah. the, the Royal Albert, and I think I mentioned before on the podcast I don't really like the regular um, um, Scarlet Sour, yeah. and I had the Scarlet Super, and it was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it, it yeah. is just so Outstanding. good. It was and like it's really sour. It was four percent, and it was like super sour, and it's exactly what I expected yeah. the regular Scarlet Sour mm. to be like. And it's like it was, yeah. Really, really sour and really delicious. Yeah. Um, but it's it, there was that same reaction from punters. It's, oh, I can't believe anyone would drink this. Some, yeah. so, you know, some, yeah. And I, I don't know. But then we're guilty of that yeah. on the other uh, Yeah, the opposite way. of it. It's like, so, I can't believe you're drinking two weeks. Yeah. I'm like, well, I like, you know, I might yeah. like, I mean, I don't, but, you know, like, someone might <laughs> like two weeks. Yeah. And, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I, no, look, I've... And I have, like, you know, slowly come to accept that, mm. you know. And, and I, I've actually drunk shit beers uh, quite a few times lately being at weddings and i'm like yeah you know, you know what if it's just, ice cold and i can't taste it i'm just gonna slam it down i don't care so i'm just i'm trying to not not be as much of a snob anymore I'd rather a beer you don't like the no beer at all right well like i you can i can drink wine as well so whatever but. producer lee's shaking his head because you know when we've gone to watch the roosters at various football stadia, and the only option are the mainstream lagers. Not even that. Mid, oh, mid-strength, mid-strength mainstream lagers, mainstream lagers yeah. that are often served at questionable quality as well. Um, yeah, mm. given that choice, Lee goes thirsty, and uh, 
I'll often I'll often sink back a VB or a or a twoies mm. and regret it. Or four, <laughs> as I think the producer was saying. I'm surprised the, the producer doesn't go for the pre-mixed bourbon and cokes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, anyway. No, the, the image of that in my head, that's, that's too funny. Um, it's interesting what um, the article said about how um, people who drink craft beer are portrayed as un-Australian. Yeah. And because you're not supporting the well-known, familiar big brands. I mean, the big brands have just played on this whole lo- loyalty thing, right? Yeah. You know, you look, hold on, you... hold on. You're not supporting the well-known big brands who are owned by international Correct, companies. right? What? So this is the irony of, this, of the thing, right? So every every state has its own big brand lager that you're supposed to be fiercely loyal to. Yeah. You know, all this imagery around, you know, local sports and, you know, the beer is closely linked in and associated with that. All this whole Australian mateship thing, all the mm. stuff that appears in the adverts, men huddled around a barbecue. Yeah. Um, you know, men doing the dirty on their wives so that they can all meet up together on holiday oh, and all this all, all this stuff, right? Well, actually, that's a great ad, but... It, it is a good ad, actually. <laughs> oh, but it's also terrible, right? Like, it's really bad. It's really funny. But it's, yeah. But, but it's, it's it's interesting how it's almost like a... It's almost like an agenda by the yeah, big yeah. multinationals yeah. to try and drive away this this obvious threat that is oh, yeah. craft beer, yeah, right? Mm. So they're, they're clearly running a bit scared. Mm. Um, it may be a very tiny percentage of the total market at the moment, yeah. but they must be worried that it's that it is growing and will continue to grow. Yeah. But it's interesting. I thought I, mean, I thought the article was really good at refuting that and saying I, how I thought that yeah that was that's one of my favourite bits of the article that 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 kind of that last couple of paragraphs where Crafty goes it, basically if you, if you were to put that kind of language uh, to someone you know in a different area uh, say I think he likens them to you know. Um, if these elitist beer snob articles were applied to another sector of the food world, let's say beef, it's only one letter different after all, I'm reading verbatim now, yeah. um, then it would you'd basically be saying, you know, stop buying that expensive meat from your local butcher uh, who personally knows the farmer supplying their produce and makes their own small goods, you elitist hipsters, head to the supermarket and buy the cheapest meat on the shelf. Forget about where it comes from, what might be in it. Uh, how far it's travelled, who raised the animal, how it was raised and what it was fed, you can save $2 a kilo and that's the Australian way. And how much the farmers are yeah. getting paid and etc, etc, etc. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of commentary on, yeah, like, well, it's isn't it more Aussie to give the small guys a go? No, I don't know. I can't answer that. I don't know. Well, yeah, true. I, I would think it's, 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 it should that. be, but, you It know. should be. I would think that, you know, supporting local business is always a good thing, right? Yeah, anywhere. Um, yeah. No matter what walk of life you're in, yeah, well, it, that, it's not an Aussie thing. Like that's just a thing that should be done, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it talks about beer nerds and hipsters and stuff. It, I didn't interesting to hear out what you guys think about that being labelled a beer nerd or being labelled a hipster. Is that I, is I, that I, such a bad thing? The term the, the term beer nerd and beer geek gets banded around. I love it. I have no issue at no. all with being branded a beer nerd. I yeah. am a beer nerd. That's yeah. that's what that's what we are. We like. <laughs> And yeah, that's I, exactly I, I think like when people call me a beer snob, I kind of you know yeah, that's a bit sort different. of take offense because yeah. you're, tr- you're crossing the boundary then yeah. from somebody. How do you feel you... about connoisseur? Connoisseur, yeah, ab- absolutely, I'm a connoisseur, yeah. Um, and when people call it boutique beer, I cringe a bit, but it, yeah. you know, I'm fine with that. It's it's, it, it's yeah, I cringe a bit. I, I have a problem with it, but I don't, can't put my finger. I on don't. I, I have a problem with it because that's what it used to be called, yeah. and now it's like the the new term is craft, mm. and it's fine. Like I'm I'm fine with boutique. 
It's just it's putting it up on a pedestal and saying it's better beer, essentially, isn't it? And that's what we talk about before, you know, previously. Yeah. It's it's about good beer. It's not about whether it's craft beer or not. It's not about whether it's locally produced or produced by a big multinational. It's about whether yeah. the beer's good or not, yeah. right? And for those... Speak, you, speaking yeah. of big multinationals... Um, <laughs> yeah, so we, <laughs> we just poured our third beer. Uh, so it's uh, a collaboration between Brewdog and Oscar Blues. Uh, the Shipwrecker Circus Barley Wine, 10.5% American-style barley wine, I'm pretty sure. I, I like it. I would have thought so. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, it's really nice. It's smelling pretty subtle. I haven't had a taste yet, but it's smelling pretty subtle. Kind of a sweet, toffee, caramel yeah. kind of. So just just back to our, what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Brewdog's take on it is, mm. uh, they, they say, Brewdog is a modern-day rebellion against faceless corporate bureaucracy and the bland, soulless beer they industrially produce. Ditch the mainstream and say hello to Brewdog. Hello. Hi, hi, Brewdog. The bigger and bigger their beer warehouses get that churn out the mass, mm. massive quantities yeah, the of closer they get to, beer that gets yeah. shipped across Off. continents, yeah. the more difficult it is to make statements like that. Mm, maybe yeah. that's, maybe was, there's a reason behind the packaging change after all. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because this, is, this, is, this still, is still the old, yeah. the old Brewdog designs. Um um, but yeah, this is really, yeah, big toffee. Um, it's got a, got a nice kind of, um, backing bitterness as you'd expect from a kind um, of US barley wine. I'd actually call it like a, it's, it's closer to an English barley wine for me. It's, it doesn't have yeah. that massive bitterness to it. I, I've seen, I, I find the bitterness, I don't find that as much hop kind of flavor and aroma, but I don't know. I don't know how old this is. Probably only about six months old or it certainly oh, only, yeah. only arrived in the country a few months ago. So, uh, probably not that old. But but it, but it does it, it, it doesn't yeah. remind me of like you know for example the big the Sierra Nevada Bigfoot which no. just like punches your mouth yeah. with hops absolutely I'd, I'd agree with what you're saying it, I, yeah. it's more of what I would consider to be a traditional barley wine yeah. kind of mm. flavor I actually think it's really good yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah I, I'd really, really like it yeah it's really nice really good um, I I think that's a kind of sort of a good segue to our to our next topic yeah <laughs> actually before we move on to our next topic I wanted to quickly mention um all the time luke has been doing a series on beer and food matching Mm -hmm. on his blog and it's been really good like really good reads um about different kind of philosophies in different countries and what he would put in a restaurant beer menu so yeah go to alvertime.com um actually that that does remind me still on this beer in the media topic uh, luke and i had a bit of a back and forth on Twitter the other day um, about an article that was a profile of Angstrom Brewing. It was a kind of a, a new um, up-and-coming Sydney brewing company. I think they brew out of Batch? No, um, Badlands. Badlands? Mm. Okay. All right. Um, uh, and there was an article, and so the guys are um, scientists, uh, and I think one of them actually teaches at Sydney Uni. Uh, and so the... The gist of the article, kind of the, the the theme was, they're using science to brew, how novel. And some people had a problem with this, and yeah, it was a bit, probably probably wasn't the best kind of uh, theme, but I, I don't know, I, I, I thought it was a fairly indicative puff piece, very similar to other ones that you see on other brewers, where the, the journalist kind of doesn't know exactly what they're talking about, and just tries to find a... Yeah. I just I don't really an angle. I don't really get this anger around all of this though. I, know, you know? I mean, it's yeah. you can't really expect every journo no. to be 
fully versed in what craft no, beer not. is. I mean, you know, I, we're I, self-professed I, beer nerds. You know, we, we we bone up on the subject, and you know, not but, everybody's going to have that well, level Brad, of understanding, it's, right? It's it's actually about ethics in beer journalism. <laughs> I don't see that it is about it. Was that reference? Is that that like a few? Is it like two months old? I'm from the UK. We have absolutely no expectation that anything that's written in the in the press is going to bear any semblance to reality or truth. So I don't see why craft beer should be exempt from from that level of. And I guess the thing is, is we all know where to look for our good beer articles, right? Like we read the Crafty Pint, we read Ale exactly. That's where we get our good beer articles. And if if it's a you know if if these articles were written for us, then nobody else would get any enjoyment out of reading them, right? Exactly. You know, they'd yeah. be at a level that most people would just brush over, or would have no under, no general understanding of. This is all about explaining about around a topic that is up and coming, and you know if people want to develop a bit more of an understanding around it, then they can show an interest. Hopefully, that article. That sugar-coated article about how science is used to, yeah. you know, to, to brew a different is, beer. We'll get them looking used at, in every you know, yeah. right? Maybe they'll then yeah. find a link to Crafty Pint and they'll be able to read up more well, on the I, topic. I, I say that article is just like a really good marketing exercise. Yeah. And if, it, if, exactly. if a similar article came out about Mountain Goat or Doctor's Orders or Riverside, we'd all fucking praise it. Yeah. But it's, you know... It's 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 about a new up and coming brewery, and we're Food kind of know, we we don't know the story behind them, so we're kind of skeptical about it. But you know, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> on, on the same token, our our producer said if it came from Crown about their history, for example, yeah. Matt Kierkegaard, um, <laughs> what would we say about it? So. Yeah. It's kind of like you know, it, it, it's we have our biases. If yeah. if we know if we know the brewer, then we'll say, oh, that's cool that they're getting exposure. And I guess the thing is, I because I, I know I know the guys from. Yeah, yeah, I know so them. They're nice guys. They're really right? nice guys. Really so nice I read guys. it as like, oh, this is great for them. And know? it's it's all yeah. That's yeah. it. It's all about like you know context. If 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 you know the story behind it, then you'd be happy for them. If you don't, then you might be skeptical. And all right. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with either of your views, but no, yeah, no, I, I just, I just thought it was. That, you just, just kind of have to know the context whole. behind it. I yeah. think. Um, so we're going to take a break. I think before we're we move on to our next. Okay. Right, taking a break. Session ball. Here's um, here's an odd topic that I suggested for this episode. Yeah, just something fun. Um, and it was kind of like I, I. I Recently listened to an episode of a podcast that I've really been digging. Serial? Lately, not serial. I'll, I'll mention it later. But there was, out of context, there was this quote that was a metaphor for beer. So I was thinking about beer metaphors. Like, what other beer <laughs> metaphors um, can we... Well, there was one I, I think Hendo posted on Facebook. Uh, it wasn't beer, but, you know, it's Hendo. So he was like, uh, ordering a Negroni is like making a deal with the devil. Sure, you hand over your money at the bar and you get it, um, but uh, you really pay for it the next day. (laughs) But it's awesome at the time, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So not beer, but that's a, yeah. Um, Negronians are awesome. mm. And then you've got got all those classic proverbs as well, right, about beer. I think there's a a Czech proverb, which is like, you know, you can judge a beer uh, with only one sip, but it's better to be thoroughly sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
So my beer metaphor is, is quite a lengthy one. Um, mm. uh, for those uh, who follow me on Twitter or, or know me, uh, you might know that my other kind of passion is board games. Um, I run a, a board games night uh, once, a, once a week, a bit of few. And uh, the more I've been getting into... So that was a bit of a plug there. Uh, the more I've been getting into board games, the more I've been seeing parallels with the beer industry. Um, so when, when I say board games, you probably think of uh, Monopoly or Scrabble or Risk. Uh, and they're all made by, you know, the one big kind of conglomerate, one big company. Um, and uh, for most people, that's all they ever think of when they think of board games. And they're happy playing that for the rest of their lives. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. But then you know, something might come along. They might play Settlers of Catan and, and that might be like, oh, not all board games taste the same or play the same, right? <laughs> you know, it's like they're little creatures or they're like, you know, Coopers or something. It's, a, it's just a little bit different from the, from the mainstream. Just It's still, you know, similar enough that you can, you can play it, but different enough that you actually think about it a bit more and you're like, oh, I wonder if there's more like this. And then you might go and look for the local board game shop and walk in and just be overwhelmed by all the choice on the wall and all these different boxes and labels. And you might just look at all the different ones, have a chat to the guy behind the counter, look at the, you know, the most uh, extravagant box and go, oh, what's this one? What's this Belgian board game? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're actually, I think Germany's actually the, uh, the preeminent. Germany and France. Yeah, they're the, yeah. They're the main. And uh, the US as well is, yeah. is kind of the, the, for, the, for, the, for the new world styles, the US. It's... it's there's, a, there's so many... There's uh, a whole, the whole separate movement over there, right? There is, but there actually is. There's, there's words for it. You've got Euro games are one, and you'd, you'd probably liken them to your noble kind of beers, right? Mm. Your Pilsers and your Lagers, your, your old world European um, uh, beers. And then the American board games, I think the, the colloquial term is Ameritrash, and they're, and they're very different games, and they're usually a lot more colourful and a lot flashier, and there's a lot more kind of um, player, you know head-to-head happening like you're 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 directly you know going up against the other players uh so it's a big lot big lot clashier um and uh and then you've got so um and i was thinking about some other examples so uh so like risk i think risk is like guinness you're like oh this is a this is a heavy beer this is a dark beer and then you actually have a real you know strong imperial stout like a like a massive war game um and uh and you realize it's like oh Guinness that stuff's light that's nothing you know risk that's not that's not a war game that's that's just like a couple of people rolling dice and that's it um and uh you know you've got yeah, you got twilight struggle which, yeah like yeah. that's you know that is probably an imperial stout yeah. right um uh and you've got so and then you know up and coming styles that uh you know, like deck builder is a is a style that has just kind of started to become popular. Um, uh, you've got um, where would you categorize party games like Cards Against Humanity? Like, well, that's got to be like the most common import, right? Would it, would it be like you know? Nevada, would that be a Sierra Nevada right? Pale yeah, yeah, Probably. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't get it here, but you can you can you can start getting it here now. Maybe like, it's stone you know, then. Yeah, but, well, you can't. You still can't get stone here. You, you can. You can get cars. Yeah, you can get, get, you can get cars yeah, against humanity here. Now. Well, they're both made by dickheads. So, Ooh. <laughs> whoa. Okay. Right. Actually, I have. I have a stone. If you'd let me interrupt, yeah, I'll, I'll let you interject. <laughs> I could keep going. I have a. I have a stone um, metaphor. Uh, stone brewing is Kanye West. 
they may not have an attitude or a personality that you agree with. But they're talented. But <laughs> they're very critically acclaimed and they don't really give a shit what you think anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so. um, yeah absolutely. Um, uh, another parallel is that in the board game community, a lot of people start following um, particular designers. Uh, like you would follow, you know, you might follow one brewer from one company to mm. another and be like, oh, I really yeah. like their beer. I'm a fan of Fantasy Flight Games. Yeah. Um, or, uh, you know, you could be a fan of, uh, 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 what's his name? Um, I think it's Matt Leacock, who's the designer of Pandemic, oh, Forbidden Island great, and Forbidden game. Desert. What a, and he's a great designer. He's done them at different, you know, companies like Z-Man Games, which is another kind of big um, of big one of the craft, of the not craft designer board games, I think is the... <laughs> Um, but what is a designer board game? What is a designer board game? Yeah. Um, it's a boutique board there's game. A, I have an app on my phone, which is essentially like untapped but for board games. Board Game Geek, their app and their website has, you know, you, you can list, it has a list of all the board games. It's probably closer to Rate Beer or Beer Advocate, but, you yeah. know, you can... Uh, you yeah. are mo- much more into this than I thought you oh, were. Oh, no, I am into this. <laughs> uh, I've, I've started... Um, and actually, this is, there's, there's a term that is, that is similar. Homebrew is something you do in, in board games as well. You have your own homebrew like rule sets, and I've started, you know, maybe making a, making self designing some games just like you would homebrew. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a, I don't know, it's, there's a, it's just an it extended, does seem to be a lot of parallels. Yeah, there's a I lot can of see parallels. It's almost like taking it. So you're kind of, I know you were talking about sort of the big mass the mass market board games, but it's yeah. almost like gaming has gone electronic. And now it's kind of being brought yeah, back well, I outside think that's a big, of video that's games a big, and, and being brought back to the It's like how beer went industrial and now it's going back to being small producer. Yeah. It's, I think it's... it's uh, Yeah, we, I can keep going, but I won't. Um. Yeah, I, I've, I've been thinking more about TV shows lately. Like, not necessarily parallels on to that extent that you were just talking about, but more... Kind of metaphor is like, you know... I, so which beer is a Cylon? Which is beer that, is a Cylon? Is <laughs> yeah, I just finished watching Battlestar Galactica. And I think you're up to season three, Tom? I am. I am up to and season what, three. And what do you think of season three? Season so three far? is... It's a hard slog. It's a it's, hard slog, right? It's and, a, and, good. And it's look, like good. looking back at it, I just finished the series and looking back at it, season three was like kind of boring, but like they were building a lot of character to it. And I was like... Oh, it's an important You know season, what? Yeah. Season three is an American parallel. It's like, it's important, and not everyone's going to like it, but you got to have it. Yeah, you got. You, and, and I thought, you, like, you, you know. You only get the American IPA from the American parallel, right? And I thought, you know, you know yeah, season also, three isn't as good as the other three seasons, but season four is like the double IPA. So it's and, also and, the Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. <laughs> <laughs> Completely superfluous on the face of it, but you've got to get through it to get to the that's good right, stuff. That's right, that's yeah, right. Exactly, and Day exactly. Part 2 hopefully will be the double IPA yeah. of the Hunger Games series. Um, but I, I usually find the, the the finish on a double IPA is quite good, but apparently Season 4 of Battlestar Galactica, the finish isn't so great. It, it's quite a bit of finish. It's quite a bit of finish. Uh, just, like a double, just like a double IPA. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as a whole, overall, as a beer... Uh, as, a, as, as a series, <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, the, the seasonal release, the plan, completely useless, though. Mm. Just, they yeah. just didn't... Mi- didn't yeah, just completely it. missed the mark. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I've, I've, been th- I've, I've been thinking about other TV shows as well. Like, you know, the other one I was thinking of uh, recently was Lost. 
and how it's kind of similar to the hot dog bottles. It's kind of like, you know, it's, it's the, the, the series started off kind of promising, but then you kind of had some bumps in the road, like season two was kind of shit. But then once they hit their straps, like season three and four, the constant, that was fucking amazing. I, like, I think Super Beast is my constant. Yeah, Super Beast is... Oh, that is... I, th- I still think last year is better than this year's, but... Yeah. Um, I think the Peter Barley Wine was just... Yeah, that was really good. I, th- I think they've all been really yeah. good so far. Um, uh, so we've got, we've got our last beer now as well. Um, this is the uh, Hond Brigadiette. Uh, that's how Kettle from Nogna told me how to pronounce it, guys. So I got that down. I was really impressed. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> if Liam was say here, again. he'd just... Say it again. Hond Brigadiette. You know, it's, it's all about rolling the arms. You could almost be in Scandinavia. I could be. Um, I plan to be soon, hopefully, if I get there. Um, but yeah, this is the uh, the Hond Brigliette. Just, just another yeah, one for you. Three. Uh, the Dark Force. Um, so this is a double extreme. Extreme! Extreme! Uh, double extreme Imperial Wheat Stout. Yeah. And I, I picked this up because I, I just listened to the latest Ale of a Time podcast and they were mentioning Hond. And I thought, Hond. whoa, Hond. Hond. Sorry, Hond. <laughs> I, and I thought I'd pick up, I'd, I'd pick up one of those. Beers, one one of my favourite ones, and bring it to the show. So, yeah. it's like um, a bit of few had their Scandinavian tap takeover recently, mm. and they had the um, I think it's the beer here, Yule Porter. So it was like a Christmas porter, mm. and uh, all the bartenders are saying, yeah, the, the beer here, Jule Porter. It was J U L E, and uh, apparently there were a bunch of um, uh, like Scandinavian people in the in the in the bar who were um. <laughs> Uh, chastising them about their pronunciation. Yeah. No, that's Yule. Yule. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, um, no, the Jule Porter. You know, the um, beer here, Jule. I may have been guilty of uh, asking for a Jule as well. Jule IPA, sorry. Jule, Jule IPA. IPA. Yeah, yeah look, I'm I'm not great Yule. at pr- pronunciations <laughs> with beers, so like, I, I forgive them for that. Um, um, but this, d- is, d- yeah, this is really tasty. Did I mention Mash, the show? Um, I th- no, I don't think you did. So uh, the other metaphor I had was um, Murray's Grand Crew, which is like an old favourite of mine. And I, you know, it's it's kind of like the TV show Mash, where you know you you kind of forget about Murray's and you kind of forget about their great beers. And every time I've had Grand Crew. Yeah. It's like I see. Yeah. I remember I like this. Yeah, and it's kinda like the T V show match. You're like, Yeah, this is fucking great. <laughs> why why do we forget about Murray's? Um, I th- I think it's because they haven't really made anything just crazy good in the last for 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 a year or two. For a year really. or so. It's because what, Fred was their most recent release. I love yeah. that. Fred's I, great. I, I, I really love I really Fred. Love Fred. Fred's really good. Um I actually had uh, some beer and food matching. I had Really hot day. Uh, I was at the uh, the Flodge, the Forest Lodge Hotel. Yep. And I had a pint of Fred. And um, one of the people who worked there, one of my mates, uh, he had gotten a bag of just um, uh, frosty fruits from the uh, from the like the little ice ice pole frosty fruits. Yep. Uh, from the like corner shop around the corner, and uh, he gave me one, and I was having a frosty fruit with the Fred. And the fruit character in Fred <laughs> was so similar 
to frosty fruits that when you had the frosty fruit and then drank the Fred, all you drank, all you could taste in the Fred was the bitterness. Because you already had all the fruit in your mouth, so you're just getting bitterness, and it's like, holy shit, that's actually really bitter. That's um, an awesome beer and food so match. That was, that was just a fun, fun little <laughs> beer and food matching exercise. Yeah. Um, oh, I got one last one. Okay. Have you guys seen the uh, Star Wars Episode Seven oh, the, yeah. teaser? Yeah. Oh, uh, Lee hasn't apparently. Okay. You, no, just, I won't say anything about it. Just, but uh, like, oh my I just god! Want to point out that Lee, so that he couldn't hear us, put his fingers over the the headset. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was I was I was watching it and I was like, oh my god, I'm getting so excited about this. And then I remembered, you know, how I felt with the prequels, and I'm like, okay, take it back. Just kind of, just you know, <laughs> you've been burnt before. Just, yeah. just you know, lower your expectations a bit. But it, it reminds me of whenever little creatures single. Well, well, not necessarily <laughs> just little creatures, but any brewery that just announces a beer, especially limited to release beers. And you go, oh my god, you know, Imperial Watermelon Warhead or whatever. And oh, wow, what? Well, <laughs> no, that, that's not a thing. I'm just making that up. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh. That, that was a fake. That was a fake trailer. We all got really excited. That was a fake trailer. Um, but you, you, you get these, you know, great sounding beers announced and triple four. Yeah, triple four, and you you, you hype yourself about it. I had to do that it. to Tom. I just had to do that to Tom. You hype yourself about it. And then you see the movie and you're like, oh, that's, yeah, it, was, it was all right. That's all right. It's kind of disappointing though. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like, you know, movie trailers are like beer releases. It's like West Wetter and 12. I had it. I was like, yeah. that's a nice beer. Yeah. That was it. That, that was my basically reaction to it. And I was like, this is, this is all right. So yeah. My one is um, that Brewdog are a little bit like the Justin Bieber Ooh. of the craft beer scene. <laughs> oh, really? They make a lot of noise. You know, they try to act the bad boy. <laughs> But a lot of it is really quite well thought through and <laughs> scripted. And, and essentially all they're doing is peddling to young girls? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Not so much to young girls, but actually all they want to do is make as much money as possible. I was going to say, like, I said this off air, but Bru- Brewdog is like the TV show Brewdogs. <laughs> How? Yeah. I don't see that connection. Yeah, just, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, one, that one's better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, shall we move on to? Have we, have you mentioned? Uh, yeah, we have yeah, mentioned we, this bit. Have we? Mo- ha- shall we move on to recommendations? recommendations? I think we should. Right, um, I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I'll, right, I'll do it. Give me a sec. I'm going to think. So, beer first or non-beer first? Okay, I've got my non-beer, but not my beer. So, okay. oh, there's a non-and a beer. Oh yeah. no. Okay. So we'll start <laughs> with. We'll, okay. Well, let's let's start with non-beers. Okay. I'll start. Okay. Um, I've been. So I, I alluded to this earlier, the podcast I was listening to where I got that quote about sex and beer was a podcast called, called Death, Sex and Money, which started earlier this year. And I got, I got into this podcast through This American Life and they did a segment about the reporter and how her boyfriend called this uh, New York senator to kind of fix up their love life, pretty much. And I thought it was just so great and frank and so kind of cringeworthily uh, private that I was like, this is a great podcast to listen to. So I started listening to that and um, I recommend people listen to it. But if you don't have time to listen to all the episodes, they did a few episodes ago, they did a, an interview with the actress Ellen Burstyn, who uh, most famously starred in... Alice doesn't live here anymore. It's just 
a really kind of frank interview with this amazing woman. Uh, and I, I didn't know half these things about Nellan Burston before. Just great radio slash podcast. All right. Excellent. Um, I think my non-beer recommendation is uh, it's a game, not a board game. It's actually the first video game that I've been addicted to for a long time. I've been playing a lot of Far Cry 4. Oh, really? I, so, thought, you, I thought you were going to say Civilization Beyond Earth. Civ, Civ Beyond Earth is, is, is really good. Um, but Far Cry 4, I just, I don't know. It's, uh, I've ne- and, and to be honest, I've always meant to play the other Far Cry games. I haven't gotten mm. around to it. And I might have to go back. But Far Cry 4 is just uh, lots, lots of fun. Mm. Um, just, yeah, it's just one of those games that will suck you in and you'll, you'll play until you realise, oh shit, I've got to go to a podcast recording today and then... Uh, that's why, that's why you're late. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that, that, was a, that was a hypothetical, guys. That's not actually what happened. Right, just, right, you know. right. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, so... Brad? Brad, do you have a non-beer rec? Have... I, I have a non-beer rec one, but it's related to my beer rec one. That's fine. So can I go... You can go first for the beer rec. I'll do my then. beer rec and I'll go seamlessly into my non-beer rec. Oh, one, which is the antithesis of your recommendation, you, by the way. You, you, yeah. you, you, so, you've done this before. Now, my, my beer rec is... Um, so one of the great things about... For a UK beer drinker is being able to drink a beer in the sunshine. Um, having a pint on a sum- one of those few summer days that yeah, you how get. How many do you have of them? Like three summer days? Is that yeah, that's right. <laughs> Two. It's a rare, it's a rare thing, right? Yeah. So you, everybody flocks to a beer garden and drinks their beer in the sun. Here in, in Sydney, certainly in the places I've seen anyway, it's all about hiding away from the sun. Even if you can find a decent beer garden, it's just covered in umbrellas and parasols. So there's just no way of actually feeling that sun on your face and having a good beer. So... After a bit of searching, I've actually found a great venue for anybody like me who wants to get a bit of sunstroke while they're drinking their craft beer as well, and that's the Petersham Bowls Club. Mm-hmm. I still haven't been. I really want to yeah, go. Yeah, same. I, I spent I a wonderful go. Saturday afternoon there, um, sat in the sun all afternoon long. Lovely, peaceful, suburban location. Yeah. Lovely green outlook. Great beer as well. Um, some top-end craft stuff, as well as a couple of hand pumps as well to choose from. Um and yeah, so I think it's like two dollars to become a member, just so that you can just sit there drinking all year. Um, just a really nice spot. Um, hope everyone doesn't flog there all at one, flock there all at once because uh, I'm oh, not yeah. in my place. Oh yeah, all, all our all our massive uh, listenership yeah, is just going to all go there now. But anyway, because I didn't prepare a uh, non beer recommendation, my non beer recommendation is lawn bowls. Um, I've not actually played it myself yet, but sitting there watching the bowls, oh, uh, <laughs> sitting there watching the bowls, yeah. and. The really surprising thing is you would expect it just to be a whole bunch of geriatrics playing this mm. game, but actually I would say the average age of the uh, the, the people bowling at, at Petersham is probably high, um, sort of high 20s. Yeah. They're all young guys and women as well. Mm. They're just enjoying an afternoon out playing a, playing a few games I've actually of been watching the, uh, the, the Lawn Bowls Premier League is on... Uh... <sighs> On Fox at the moment. So Fox <laughs> There's a Premier League. Yeah, wow. there is. Which I'm Fox excited. Uh, <laughs> it was it was pretty great, and they actually it was great. The um, so I was watching. It was between Sydney and New Zealand, uh, because Sydney versus New Zealand. Sydney versus New Zealand. Yeah, right. Um, that's the way it works. So a bit like a bit like NRL, right? <laughs> yeah. There's probably much. more Australian teams <laughs> yeah. than any team, any country. I think it's just. A, I think it's just an Australian New Zealand. I think, okay. I think the English would have something to say about. Um, that. Wow, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, but uh, New Zealand beat Sydney, uh, 
And so you had the commentators. Um, Mick Malloy was a commentator. Yes. So, as you, as you should be. Yes. If anyone hasn't seen the movie Cracker Jack. Uh, I actually probably, haven't, but I, 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 I know a, he's in it. It's so good. It's an uh, <laughs> uh, Australian comedian who was yep. in a film about lawn bowls. Um, <laughs> for our English guest. It's on, uh, the, list. It's on the list now <laughs> yeah. of films to watch. Yeah. Um, uh, so Mick Malloy's, but also, uh, they basically, they the, you know, the, the players would go up and, and deliver their bowl, and then they'd come back, and then the next person in the team would have have a few bowls. And as they'd, they'd come back, they'd get a little earpiece, and then they start commentating <laughs> on their team. And it was, it was fantastic. It was great. It was also on that. I've been watching a lot of darts on TV as well. Oh, so I love God, darts. Yes. Yeah. So I love televised darts. The, um, the, the Grand Slam of darts was on recently. Yep. And uh, Phil, T- Phil the Power Taylor took it out. Oh, he's as, my favourite. As he, as he should. But, uh, uh, yeah, I think, um, yeah, there, there, was some, there was some great great performances in that. There's, there's been a couple of times where he has been beaten. Oh, yeah, there has been. Recently, yeah. so, yeah. No, uh, he's, and he's, he's fallible. The, the, the next up-and-comer is uh, Michael Van Gerwen, I think, is the next big... I wouldn't say he's an up-and-comer. He's no, but he's, 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 he's the one who's going to take over. Number Taylor, one in the world. Reckon, reckons. Uh, Not up-and-comer, but yeah. Um, actually, in the Grand Slam, there was this match. It was between... I was hideously off-topic, but... Uh, Whatever, keep going, keep going. <laughs> there was this match between... Uh, and they were these, these two guys, and they were so young. One was an Austrian guy uh, who was 20 years old yeah. um, playing darts at the Grand Slam, and uh, he was... Uh, Roby John Rodriguez was his was his name. Beautiful um, Austrian name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, he was. I'm. He, I think he was a mix of a lot of uh, a lot of things. Um, but he was. He, he I was. I was gunning for him because the other guy was uh, this. I think 21 year old um, English, you know, uh, guy who you could just tell is going to grow up to be a fat middle-aged man playing darts. Like, you just look at him, you're like, you're just a young middle-aged man playing darts. It's like, you're a 20-year-old middle-aged man. It's, you just look at it and you, oh, it's, yeah, you can see, like, the lineage between him and, like, someone like Phil Taylor. You're like, that, you're just going to be him. There must be a reason that all the best darts players are vastly overweight. It must kind of... Because they hang out and... Well, it, yeah, not not yeah. just that, but it must it must be an advantage to the game as well, right? So, you know, maybe it centres you. Yeah. And, you know, you've got a better base yeah. and you're more steady and <laughs> Centre of gravity. Yeah, is, that's right. You know, yeah. it must, there must be something behind yeah. that, right? Well, Roby John Rodriguez lost that match and he was a he was a slim dude. Yeah. Well, so maybe go. that's it. Proof. Yeah. He needs, he needs to drink more beer, man. Yeah. Yeah. Must be what it is. That's it. Mm. So is that your is that your non beer recommendation? Uh, yeah, I'm going to change. I'm going to change. Let's let's scratch Far Cry. Watch darts. That's, yeah. that's I, I second darts, and I'm going to stick think, with lawn bowls as well. I think we're um <laughs> we're looking at doing a, a, a sessionable darts tournament, aren't we? I want to do lawn bowls now. Like, <laughs> yeah, we, I, we, oh we yeah, that's well. the, yeah. Let's do that too. Yeah, yeah. sweet. Um, um, what's your beer recommendation, Tom? Um, okay, uh, I'm just going to pick something out of thin air. I'm going to say um the the Temple um, Scarlet Super. Hey, yeah. nice if, if you can find it. If you can find it. Uh, I mean, it, it is... Actually, I'm going to go with a, a a bit of a recent... It's, it's three beers. Mm. But there's been a bit of a sour beer thing going on in Sydney. There was, yep. you know, uh, Royal Albert had the Temple Scarlet Super. Uh, Frankie's had Watermelon Warhead. And um, Trinity had the Feral Funky Junkie. Yep, another great beer. And... Uh, so I'm, I'm just kind of drink sour beer, 
which we don't tell you enough. I actually, but, I actually yeah. think the, again, you know, I came, I was saying how the Aussie take on saisons I really like. I actually think you know the Aussie sour scene is fantastic mm. as well. You know, really yeah. enjoy. And it's just going to get better. Really enjoy what what, yeah. what Australian what, what breaking the rules of juice. What I like about it is yeah. just it's just so creative. Mm. It's like watermelon in a villain advice, you know. Squid ink and a villain of ice, yeah. fucking you know rhubarb. rhubarb yeah, ice, I mean yeah, two just... out of those three were one brewer, but yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's just crazy shit like that. Yeah, it's just really exciting. It is. There's there's some great stuff happening. I'm it's just yeah. So Adrian, your beer wreck. Yes. So uh, kind of cheating here, but well, I did as we well, so. uh, we we recently received a sample from, and oh. I usually don't talk about samples because. I, I think they're kind of, a lot of times, they're not repre- representative in a bad way. Mm. Like they're, they're either old or whatever, but this time, it's a new brewer. They've just recently, I think they just recently brewed their first batch, and this is pre-first batch, but I'm very excited about these guys. The, um, mm. I think, so to preface it, they're, they're a brewer that's going to be set up in Murdervale, yeah, not Murdervale, Brookvale. Okay, another uh, one. The, the new neighbourhood for craft beer, Clearly, apparently. Yeah, right. Um, uh, I think they're... Do they, are they having their own brewery? Yeah, so wow. they're, brewing, uh, they're, they're building their own brewery. I think they're currently brewing out of rocks okay. while they do that. They're called the Gang of Four. Okay. And they mm-hmm. sent us a sample mm-hmm. called the Double Hop Ale. So clearly Adrian like, kept the whole sample to himself. Uh, I actually shared it with a few people at the bar at the time. Well, you weren't there, <laughs> but it was called Double Hop L with I think Galaxy and Citra. And I was like, oh, yeah, just another craft brewer, just doing whatever. Just another hoppy beer. Yeah, just another hoppy beer. Just another whatever. Galaxy and Citra beer. And then I poured it into a glass Snob. and I smelled There's it. There's a reason we live <laughs> People do them. They're tasty hops. <laughs> I poured it into a glass and I tasted it uh, and I smelt it and I was like, whoa, that's going to be good. And I tasted it. It was like, yes. And what it tasted like, what, what it smelt like was, you know, Galaxy and Citra, like the same. Really? That what you would expect from yep. those hops. But then it also had this caramelly oh, flavor to it. It reminded me of Riverside 44. Ooh, one, one, of my, <laughs> one of my favorite beers. Yeah. And I was like, these guys are going to be good. So, wow. Gang of Four, price. I think it's, I, I'll put the link to their website. Gang of 44? Is that? Yeah. I'll put, I'll put the link to their website on the show notes. Yeah. I think the website is really shit at the moment because their their blog posts are like test posts. It's test like, posts, um, please it's ignore. like the quick brown fox yeah. kind of kind of stuff. I'm sure they'll Laura find you for posting and the link. Yeah, yeah. So I I I'm pretty sure they haven't released their beer yet based on that. But yeah, look, these guys are that's really ones cool. to look out for. Yeah, look it definitely out. will. I'll look out. Finger on the pulse. I like mm, it. Yeah, you heard it here first, right? Yeah. Well, depending on when this <laughs> episode comes, on out. This comes out. <laughs> Uh, Alright, uh, so let's wrap up um, I'm at Adrian Poor on Twitter yep. If you if you want to get in contact with me Tom, you're um, At a study in beer um, Brad, get... and I'm at the double The like, double So like, It's like Belgian As double. in double Yeah, double yeah. yeah, cool um, And uh, you can find us like as a podcast I think we're at Sessionable Pod, pod. Sessionable Pod Sessionable Pod uh, You've only had that Twitter handle for about 12 months. <laughs> for, for pretty much the whole <laughs> podcast. Uh, and um, 
Um, you can also, Liam is at the beer Lebowski, but he's not here, but he's still alive and kicking and still part of the podcast. He just couldn't make this episode, but he'll be back for the next one, which is exciting. Um, all right, cool. Let's wrap up. See you later.